State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something, to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help. With funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news. Sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work. In traffic, so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Yep, yep, ghetto boys is back and reloaded. All in your mind. Yeah, now deep throated. This is for the streets, the real, the railroaded. The disenfranchised, the truth, the scapegoated. And they know it. We speak the truth, so they quote it. Because we wrote it. The north, south, the east coast. It's the GB knocking. We keeping your head bobbing. It ain't no stopping. And once the beat drops in, violins, the system is so corrupt. They throw the rock out their hands and then blame it on us. GB, don't get it twisted. On code and we ain't dancing for no buttermilk biscuits. It's Willie D, y'all. Scarface is in the building. Collectively, we are the Ghetto Boys. Reloaded. With another episode of information and instructions to help you navigate through this wild, crazy, beautiful world. In the studio, Crazy Bone. Yo, yo. What's up, King? All is good. All is good. What's up, man? My man, Crazy yes, Bone. But this is beautiful, boy. I know we finna get into it, man. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Off the rip, I want to say this before... I forget because I know it's one of those things that everybody should know by now, but we don't, I think people kind of take it for granted. Crazy Bone. How did you come up with the name, Crazy Bone? Man, it's like, a, it's it's just like a family name, you know what I'm saying? Uh, we came up with it like back, um, like right after high school, you know, it was a, uh, Lazy Bone actually had a little a little click he ran with when he was out living in Dallas, Texas, actually. Right. And they called himself Bone Enterprise. So when he came back to Cleveland, he was like, yo, man, I had this little click I ran with, you know what I'm saying? We should take this name and we should use it. And the Bone, and the Bone name is the family name. You right. know what I'm saying? So that's Which why everybody... what? That's an acronym. Bone. Yeah. Yeah, Bone. It, 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 back, back then, it stood for... Um, Beat no niggas every day, <laughs> brood out niggas every day, butted out niggas every day, you know what I'm so saying? Whatever yeah. I was feeling. At yeah, the time. yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever yeah. at the time, you know what I'm saying? So, but, and, and, you know, that's why everybody got the same, like, last name, cause that's, that's, that's what makes it the family, you know what I'm saying? Like, the yeah. bone is the family name, so, yeah. I could tell when I asked you that question, you know, you had, like, <laughs> you know, damn, it kind of made you cringe a little bit. Man. Is, are there other things, like, in the lyrics or whatever that, you may have said back in the day that you wouldn't say today? Oh, man, yeah, man. That's a lot of stuff we said, like, a lot of stuff we said that we probably couldn't say today, you know what I'm saying? Because it's like, right. they cut you off quick, man. But yeah, I mean, it's a lot of stuff like, I mean, man, you know when you're young, you like, you have this whole way of thinking, man, you know what I'm saying? And you think that's the right way until you get older, until you hit that brick wall that, you know what I'm saying, like thinking that way, and then you get older and you're like, oh, Maybe that wasn't the right way, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, it's a lot of things. Like, 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 like I was just talking about when I did the other, um, the interview on the Drink Champs, like, like playing with the Ouija board and like talking about the Ouija board. You know, so that's something that I would never do today. You that's know, that's how with devil devil worshippers, man. Everybody thought that, yeah, man. That's how with devil worshippers. Yeah, <laughs> started talking about that Ouija board. And I know. How did that make you feel when they started saying saying that? Man, it was like you. Yeah, 
I kind of took offense to it. But then, you know what I'm saying? Like, when I really thought about it, I was like, okay, yeah, but I mean, but this is what you're putting out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, what you expect people to think? You know what I'm saying? But we, we, we did it like, we did it as a way just, just expressing ourselves, just talking about what we've been experienced in the past, whether it was like dumb, stupid, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was young. Like, so we experimented with things, man. Like, whether it be marijuana, drinking, playing with the Ouija board, you know what I'm saying? It was just like we did, we did that kind of stuff when we was young and like yeah. just experienced this shit, you know? The Ouija board experience. Yeah. Because of the, the negativity that came with it, does it make you a little bit more cognizant about things that you promote, you know, like ha- at least having more knowledge about it before you start promoting something? Oh, yeah. Uh, pushing a certain angle or whatever. Yeah, man, most definitely. Most definitely. You know, um, I, I, I do think a lot about, you know, like the content I put out now. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, like being an artist, you know, like I always tell people, it's like, you know, um, being an artist, man, like you go through different emotions and that's how you express yourself. So one day you can be feeling like, you know what I'm saying, Fuck the world, and you want to you 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 feel like being a gangster. You got a gangster attitude, you know what I'm saying. And one day you can feel like you know what I'm saying. You want to bring peace to the world. Like, it's just like living in this world. That's what brings out those emotions. So, and I think that's what make good artists. You know what I'm saying. But I do, I I do like pay pay more attention like to the things I talk about now and try to make it more not not necessarily everything positive, but just like shed some light on some things out here that's going on in the world now. Not And don't just be rapping about me all the time or just be rapping about, you know, who got the best style and, like, things like that. You got to, like, get something back to the people at some time. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about who got the best style, Lazy seems to be- believe that <laughs> Bone got the best style. Yeah. And as he should. I think all yeah. artists exactly. should believe that, hey, man, ain't nobody fucking with me. Period. Exactly. And I think that you have to have a certain cockiness, so to speak, about yourself to even be a rapper and make people believe what you're saying. Exactly. When he spoke about the Migos saying that they were the best ever, it was like, yeah. we're the best ever out of all the groups, mm-hmm. out of all hip hop groups ever. We're the best. How did you feel about that? Because Lazy took it personal. He took yeah. a big time offense to it. How yeah, did you yeah. feel about that? Yeah, he did. Man, I didn't. I didn't really take it personal at all because, like, just like you said, I feel like they should feel like that. I mean, you on top of the game is like, okay, y'all, 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 they the targets now. So it's like everybody is shooting at them. You know what I'm saying? So it's like when you're at the top of the game, that's just how it is, man. Like, And and you're supposed to, you have that feeling that you're invincible. So you're going to walk like that. You're going to talk like that. We did. You know what I'm saying? Like, couldn't, couldn't nobody tell, I mean, man, when we was out there, like, couldn't nobody tell us that they was better than us. Bottom line. I mean, still came to a, to a, to a certain extent. You right. know what I'm saying? So, so it's like, and, and man, you're right. You can't even, you can't even, like, begin to think you want to be into hip-hop Without having some type of some 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 form of aggression to your style, because like you gotta you you gotta come in and stake your claim. You gotta you gotta take your place, and nine times out of ten you gotta bump somebody else out of theirs. So you gotta be aggressive with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's real talk. Man, let's take a trip to Cleveland. Oh yeah, this is the hometown. This is where it all began. Yes, sir. Cleveland, Ohio. As far as I know, you guys were the first hip-hop group to come out of Cleveland. Probably the first, like, group in a long time. I know we had R&B actually yeah. that came out of Cleveland. Yeah, definitely. But hip-hop, I think you were, you guys were the first, right? Yeah. As far as mainstream hip-hop. Yes, definitely, definitely. And how was that like growing up in your personal space, your household? Man, it was like, you what know. was Anthony like? Oh, man, it was like. <laughs> I mean, well, you know, I, I, I was, I was, I was, uh, Raised in a real strict household. I was raised as a Jehovah's Witness. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, you know, like my parents were strict. So everything I did, you know what I'm saying? When I got of age, I, would, I snuck and done it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I was like, you know what I'm saying? Like when I, when, when, I, when I hooked up with my dudes, it was just like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I knew what they were saying. It was just like, I just wanted to, you, you know how it is when, when somebody tell you not to do something when you're young, you just be like, Why? I want to know why you're saying that. Don't do it. You know what I'm saying? So that's exactly what I did. Went out into the world and experienced it for myself. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and the music scene in Cleveland, it wasn't that, it wasn't that big at all. Like we had to, we had to get out and it wasn't no, 
wasn't no internet, wasn't none of that. Like we had to get out and look for talent shows, and we had to keep an ear to the radio station, and like just like look at like like look for flyers because the music scene was just like this. You know what I'm saying? Like in it was just hard, like, for anybody to hear us. And, we, man, we just entered every talent show and showcase that you could think of, man. And, like, we went so far in Cleveland to the point we couldn't go no further. Like, we we became very known in Cleveland. Like we dropped a local album. It's called Faces of Death. We became very known from that project. And it was like we, we understood that, you know what I'm saying, like, now it's time for us to leave because, like, we had started getting in all kind of trouble. I went to prison, you know what I'm saying? And we was like, yo, if we don't leave here now and do something with this music, it's never going to happen. So when I came home, we was like, yo, we got to we gotta get the hell out of Cleveland, like, for real. And we had to go to California. What was your foray into hip-hop in the first place? Like, when did you first decide that, I think I want to rap? Man, so, um, like, before I was rapping, you know what I'm saying, like, I was in the Michael Jackson and like new edition, like I was in like in the R and B, but then one day my brother brought home a, a LL Cool J album, Radio, and I sat there and listened to this album and I was like blown away. I was like, "Yo, this dude is crazy," and I wanted to learn the lyrics to his song, so I, so I, so I started writing the lyrics down. And as I was writing the lyrics down, I saw the format of how to write write a rhyme. So I, I was like, "Shit, I think I can write my own rhyme." So I just started writing my own rounds. I never stopped writing from that day. It was like back, yeah. And that, but that was back in the day when rappers used to drop about four to eight bars per verse. Yeah. Now you come along and you're dropping like a hundred bars in one verse. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> where yeah. did this rapid style come from? This man, the rapid style came from like I'm, I, I tell everybody this story. I haven't, I haven't told the person that expired. Big Daddy came. I was in, I was locked up in the county jail, and I was, um, I was sitting in, the, I was sitting in the day room, watching. Uh, we was watching Rap City, like the basement Rap City, and a Big Daddy King song came on, and like he had this one line to where he was like, duh, 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 and then he stopped and never did it again. And I was, in, I sat there like, yo, if somebody wrote a rhyme like that and just went all the way through and just didn't stop, that should have been cold. So I went back to my cell and I, I wrote a rhyme like that. I memorized that shit. And I, um, when I got out, I said it to like the rest of the group and they was like, yo, that's, it is crazy. And so they all took that and they all went off and wrote their own little shit. And it was the same, but it was different. And that same rap that I wrote in, in, Prison is the one I said for Easy E on the phone that actually got us the deal. You know what I'm saying? So it was crazy like that. That one rhyme I wrote, I sat there and was like, "Yeah, I'm about to write a whole rhyme like that, like from a Big Daddy Kane line." Do you remember the line? No, no, no. I don't even remember the line, bro. Like, but I know I heard him. Like, it was it was on his like um I think it, it was on his third album. I think it was um yeah his third album I believe. Don't remember the line though. It's crazy. <laughs> What else do you do fast? Man, uh, man, a lot of things. But I move around fast. I move like, you know what I'm saying? I hate waiting on people. I just move fast. I like to take my time <laughs> on a lot of things, though. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't like to rush, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of things. Make a lot of mistakes moving too fast, for real. Right. For real. <laughs> I want to talk about the group. Yeah. I want to talk about the chemistry of the group because you said, like, they all wrote their own verses mm -hmm. but in a different way. And that's true. Like, each of you guys have your own particular style. You know, you got Wish got his thing. You got Busy got his thing. Mm -hmm. Lazy got his thing. You Flesh got his thing. You got mm -hmm. your thing. And it just meshes. Was there any point when you guys were making music where you had where somebody wasn't getting it and you said, "No, oh, man, we got to do it like this," or was it just a natural uh, yeah. fit from day one? Yeah, but it was natural because 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 we was together like so much. Like we we was like at some point in time we all lived with each other. You know what I'm saying? Like so, like at some point they all lived with at my mama house. We all lived at lay mama house. You know what I'm saying? Like so, we was always together. 
all the time. So whenever we like we we wrote our rhymes together, like we did everything together. It was crime, we're making music. We done everything together, and it was like just us. And like so, when we like used to write our lyrics, we used to write together, and like so, we would know like the other person's verse from the jump. So when we would ad lib the person's verse. While one person was rapping, the other four would ad lib. It would sound like we was harmonizing, and like we didn't notice it, but people started telling us like, "Yo, y'all, y'all niggas sound like the rapping Temptations or some shit." You know what I'm saying? Like, and 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 people in the hood started telling us this. They was like, "Y'all broke millionaires." The first person to hear y'all, it's a rap. You know what I'm saying? And then like we we started realizing, and then like we started doing it more. Like started like doing the singing and like putting the singing with it, and it just like, but it but it but it gradually formed over time because at first we just wanted to be those dudes that just constantly like flow like no breaks in between just keep flowing and then like when we when that when we added the like like the like the like the double time flow it just like elevated and just like it just all came together just out of just 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 naturally like you said yeah for sure y'all had collaborations with twister right yeah 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 i've done collabs with twister yes indeed yep and have y'all ever done anything with Do or Die? No. No, I think uh, Lazy may have done a project with him, but yeah, with one of the members. Fire. Yeah. That, that would be fire. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Definitely. We need, we, to, we need to get that Ghetto Boys bomb. Man, come on, man. Collab, yes, on. indeed, man. Yes, indeed. We've been talking about that. That's classic. I know, man. We, we need to get classic. that going. For sure. I already got the title. Where's I ain't going to say it right here. Okay, okay. I, I, got the, I, got the, I got the title. Okay. It could it could actually be the al- album title or a single title, but I, I got okay. a fire title. Oh yeah. I'll t- I tell it to you after. All good, after all good. But let's make it happen for real, definitely. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. What kind of student were you? Student? Yeah, in, in, in school. Man, I'm telling you, man. I ain't, you know what I'm saying? School wasn't my thing, man. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I mean the only the only other thing I wanted to do besides music was play football. Cause I'm a huge like like football fan, so that, that that's the only thing I wanted to do. But then when I found out, you know, school was involved. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You had to you had to maintain a school. It was like, Great, man, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, and it it ain't like you know what I'm saying like school. I, I was just like one of them dudes. Just like, nah, you know what I'm saying? It was just like I learned enough in school to realize most of this is bullshit. I'm not gonna like need none of this. I don't give a damn about this. This is not gonna help me. These are lies. Anyway, you know what I'm saying? So as long as I got what I need to function in this world, I'm like, I'm not worried about what y'all are doing to trying to teach us. I'm like, I'm going my own path. You know what I'm saying? And that's just what I did. Man, you were well, well ahead of me, man. Hell, I thought I needed this stuff. <laughs> man. <laughs> man. man I, didn't, right I didn't figure it out until I got out of school. I was like, man. wait a minute, man. <laughs> need this why do I need to know how to dissect a frog? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really, for real, for real. That's crazy. Yeah. You got any kids? Yeah, man. How many kids you got? I got ten kids. Ten? You got ten kids? Yeah, ten kids. Good God. Yes, indeed. I got. Do, do, um, do, 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 go ahead. Go no, ahead. I got six girls and, and four boys. Now. Do you have a close relationship? You got a close relationship with all of them? Man, I keep all of them, like, all of them close, you know what I'm saying? They all, right. they all like, they all intertwined with each other. They stay in contact with each other, you know what I'm saying? Make sure they, their bonds stay close, for real. Right. Now, now here's, here's a crazy thing, right? So, when my kids were, were born, well, had my daughter first. So, my daughter was, had all of the attention to herself for the first four years. Mm. And then my son come along. And not until he gets there do I realize I'm really going to have to start giving him some of the time that she gets. Because you know, mm. I'm thinking at the time that I'm giving her all the time, all the spare that I have. Yeah. yeah. And now I got to split it up with her brother. Mm. So I started feeling a little guilty about that. Yeah. <laughs> do you ever feel guilty about spending more time with one of your kids than the other? Yeah, man, yes, definitely. Definitely. You know what I'm saying? Because, like, I, I mean, I do. You know what I'm saying? Because, um, uh, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I even like be cautious sometimes about like sometimes when I'm kicking it with something like what I post, you know, because mm-hmm. some because because some of my kids came, oh y'all didn't you didn't tell us about this, <laughs> you know, right. saying why well, how come we not there, you know what I'm saying? But like you have to be, I mean, it, I mean it's 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 hard, like especially when you have like ten kids, you know what I'm saying? It's hard to like balance it, but you have to find a way, man, to just get the time in, like 
And, you know, I know I could even be doing more, you know what I'm saying? But it's just, you know, like, it's just a balance you got to have, for real, definitely. And how old is the youngest kid and, and the oldest? The youngest is uh, 13, and the oldest is 24. Okay. Back to back, almost. Like, oh, yeah. Boom, 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 yeah. boom. Basically, yeah. And no twins in there at all? No, uh Nope. Right. No twins. Okay. All right. That's uh, and is that something that you wanted to do from Jump Street? Like you wanted to have a large family? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always wanted to have like a lot of kids. You know, cause cause all you know, I I come from a big family. Man, my family is like huge. I got family from the South. You know, what I'm saying down to, from Alabama to Georgia to Cleveland. Like it's 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 crazy. Like my family is big. So I'm I'm, I'm used to always having like big family reunions, having a lot of cousins, a lot of nieces and nephews. Man, it's just like. I love the big family, right? You know what I'm saying because it, you know, it, 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 especially like because it gives, um, you know, what I'm saying it gives the siblings, you know, what I'm saying like that security, you know, what I'm saying like especially if they all close, you know, what I'm saying like when the parents is gone, y'all still got each other. So it's like definitely. I've been seeing a lot of videos and reading about a lot of stories. Actually, I've covered a lot of stories on my YouTube channel mm-hmm. where families are. Fighting each other, they're shooting mm. each other. I saw yeah. one dude stabbed his relative. I think it was a nephew or something at a repass. Mm. That's crazy. Do you guys ever experience stuff like that where you're fighting? You know, at family gatherings and stuff like that. Has it ever gotten that bad? Man, none of my none of my family gatherings have there ever been a fight like. At least amongst the family members, like it, it might right. have been like somebody else, somebody else they got into it with, but like not that I can recall. Like my family has never like really um gotten like that. And they get and and they drink and get drunk too, you know what I'm saying? But they always just, I mean, they just always know how to carry themselves, you know what I'm saying? Like for some reason, I've I've I've, I've never witnessed any of those things at any family gathering I've been to. Yeah. You know, I, you know, I've seen arguments, you know what I'm saying, amongst people, but I've never seen it get physical to where, like, a whole brawl, you know what I'm saying, comes out and, like, you're feuding with them to the point to where you want to kill them. It's like, no, no. That's crazy, man. Yeah, it, it is. That's and crazy. that happens a lot today, like, for real. Yeah, it happened at a repass in my family about four months ago. Wow. It was a shooting. Nobody got hit. But the fact that it happened. Hmm. Yeah, definitely. I hear you. Man, it's, I was like, God damn, boy, this is crazy. This is madness, man. Like, where, where do people, I, I seen some woman killed her son, shot him twice. Like, shot him once. He was, he had, she she, she said that he stole some type of, uh, like, a tracking device or something like that out of her car or something. Mm. And... She pulled a gun on him and shot him, I think, in the leg or something, the arm. So the boy was crying and stuff like that. So she continued to shake him down like she was drilling him. Like, where is it? He wouldn't tell her. And I guess I don't know if he didn't tell her because he was just withholding information. Or he just didn't know. Yeah. And she shot him in the head. What the? Her own child. Yeah, oh, that's crazy. And then I covered a story the other day where this dude shot his mama. Killed his mama. They was arguing, and he killed his mama. I'm mm. like, I just don't remember ever being that mad at my mama where I wanted yeah, to shoot her. Exactly. No, ever. That's crazy, man. Ever, like for real. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
you know a spot. But not just a spot. The spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots? Being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative. The 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. So you grew up in a religious household. You grew yes. up as a Jehovah Witness, right? Yes, indeed. Man, how do you go from Jehovah Witness to being in the one of the most, I guess, I was about to say notorious, but y'all really not notorious, you yeah. know. But, <laughs> but but you but you are but you are street. Yeah. And, and and you are uh a well known uh, popular group, yeah. and we know Jehovah Witnesses don't believe in that yeah. popular stuff. Yeah, definitely. So definitely. how do you go from Jehovah Witness? To I mean, I mean, Bone Thugs and Harmony. That's just what I um. That's just what I um was saying about you know what I'm saying like me just rebelling and just wanting to go see things for myself. Like you know what I'm saying. Like now, it's it's a lot of things I've not seen in the world to where I'm like, oh yeah, oh, oh, I see exactly what they were saying. It's true. I'm like, mm-hmm. it's it, it, it's all of everything that I was told about the world and how it acts and interacts. It's true. It's a cold world. Doesn't care about you. Don't think the world loves you. All that is true. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So it was like, um, but being young and hard headed, you, you want to figure those things out on your own. You know what I'm saying and. Like I said, you want to hit them brick walls on your own. Now, that's why I say had I had I really like dug into that knowledge that 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 was being fed to me, because back then, you know, like me being a Jehovah's, uh, Jehovah's Witness, I was young, and you know the the information was only reaching the surface. I wasn't like really sitting there. You know, you know, I would I would be at the I would be in the Bible service meetings like just. Looking at the clock, like, you know what I'm saying? How long, how long is this going to take? You know what I'm saying? But when I got older and started, like, going back and, like, reading up and seeing, I was like, yo, it's, 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 it's really very, very logical. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, and like I said, uh, a lot of what they were saying was true. So it was just like, I just started to, like, look at things, like, a, in a different light. You know what I'm saying? Like, look at things in a different light and just grew up... Uh, Mentally, man, like just tried to grow up like mentally and just like look at things different. So, where what's your relationship now with Jehovah's Witness? Well, well, right now I'm not a um, I'm not a Jehovah's Witness. I'm not baptized, but I still, you know, what I'm saying I still study. I still study with them. You know, what I'm saying like, and um, man, just trying to, you know, just trying to gain as much knowledge as I can and compare it to what's going on. 
in the world, you know what I'm saying? And just, that's just how I'm comparing it. Like seeing what's real and what ain't real, for real. You know, I should ask this question someone, but what is Jehovah? Like what, what? What, uh, what, what What's Jeho- the meaning of Jehovah's Witness? What Je- Jehovah Jehovah is actually, if you go go back and do the research, it's actually the the name of God. Everybody like thinks that God is God's actual name, but it's not. It's just a title. God actually has a name, and God says that like in order to really know Him, we have to know His name, and His name is Jehovah. And like His name, I, we used to actually be on the money back in ancient times, but they removed it. They removed his name from the Bible. Like his name was in the Bible over 7,000 times, but they removed his name and they replaced his name with titles like Lord and God and Almighty and stuff like that. So they tried to hide the identity of who God really is. So that's what Jehovah's Witnesses are. But Muslims say that his name is Allah. But if you look at the, if you look at the, if you look at the, uh, the definition for Allah, the translation for Allah translate God. Right. Yeah, that's not his name. That's a title. Allah is a title. It's not a personal name. Just like a king or, you know, a king or a president, those are titles. Those are so, not their so, names. So let's say I'm a Christian. Well, let's say mm-hmm. I'm a man of God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just don't believe in this Jehovah thing, but I believe mm-hmm. in God. I just don't, I have a, difference in opinion on what exactly his name is. Mm-hmm. Can I get to heaven? Yeah, what well, well, the what well, the 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 thing is like Jehovah's Witnesses don't like they don't like tell people they don't try, they don't try to persuade people like what they should or shouldn't be or tell you that you're not going to heaven or hell. Jehovah's Witnesses don't even have the um it's crazy it, it, it's not crazy but they have the belief that only 144,000 Chosen people are going to heaven, and the rest of the people are suppo- are supposed who God chooses is supposed to remain on earth forever in a different situation, though not like we see the earth now, but like in different circumstances. Because God's original purpose when He created us was for man to live forever on earth. The only reason that was messed up is because what the devil done and like the monkey wrench he threw in the game. So, but it says that God's original purpose has never changed. He still wants humans to live forever on earth and turn it into a paradise eventually. And he says this, that that's going to happen. So if only 144,000 people can make it into heaven, mm. how many do you think are up there right now, wherever heaven is? How many, how many people? What, what, um, what are the Jehovah Witnesses saying the county is right now? Oh, no, no. It, well, 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 as far as angels, like, you know, so God says it is just myriads and myriads of angels. That's billions and billions of angels. But um, as far as the 144,000, like, we have no clue as to how many have what the county is. died and went. You know what I'm saying? Like, we yeah. don't know if it's one yeah. or 143,999,000. But they they basically go by what the scriptures say. The scriptures say that it was 144,000, so that's the number they, you know what I'm saying, that's the number they go with, like, pretty much. So all you people out there that's trying to make it here, I'm going to let y'all know right now, ain't enough room for all of y'all. <laughs> I don't care what y'all got going on. I don't care how faithful you've been. Some of y'all ain't going to make it. But see, this is the thing, though, like, because see, see the people, people lack the understanding of what God's original purpose was. God's original purpose was for people to live forever on earth. Okay. You but they don't want to live forever on earth. They want to die and go to heaven. But, but, but like, if, 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 the, but see, they, you, you have to understand what the conditions on earth will be. It's not going to be like we see it, like, like God made us, like, 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 like when he made us, we were never supposed to grow old, die, get sick. None of this was supposed to happen. We were supposed to live eternally, forever. Like, and what messed that up again? When, when Adam and Eve chose to, they chose to um, be disobedient. Be disobedient, but they were influenced by the devil, and God told them, like you know, what I'm saying, like, like y'all can have everlasting life. All this, if you don't just just don't eat from this tree. So the reason why is because they willingly chose 
They willingly chose to just obey God. The devil influenced them, but he didn't make them. He didn't make them. Like he influenced them and they thought he told them that they would be like God. And they believed it and they ate the fruit and they died. So it's kind of like, like what's happening right now in society. Exactly. There are a lot of evil, wicked people at the top who are sending orders down and saying, this is how y'all need to behave. This is what you need to support. This is what you need to be doing. And if you don't do it, then I'm going to wreak havoc on you. Uh, it's going to be bad for you if you don't jump on board. You must think the way we want you to think. And if you don't do that, then we're going to do this to you. And a lot of people seem to be so afraid of the boogeyman hmm. that they'll compromise whatever morals they do have so that they, they're not exiled, you know, so that they're not ostracized. Yeah. It's hard. Why do you think it's so hard for people to stand for something? Like, they, they say, okay, I see a lot of people changing their, their views and their morals based on societal norms. Whatever society says, yeah. this is what we're doing now, then they just switch. No matter what they thought or how they felt, it didn't happen internally for them. It's just something that they saw, that they heard, they took in from... Because, man, that, that goes to show you that people need a leader. God created us. Like, God created us to depend on him. But we're dependent on humans, and that ain't working. It ain't mm. never worked. We keep listening to what they say. Mm. Humans have lied to us over and over again. God has not lied to us one time. Everything that he said was going to happen and come true has happened and came true. There is evidence. I guarantee you the things in the Bible can be proven. I guarantee you. And like, we constantly give man these chances over and over again. They constantly slap us in the face. You constantly go down to these polls and you vote over and over again for these empty promises. I don't care who it is. If they're humans, they cannot, they cannot change what's going on. Man is in over their, in over their heads. It's already beyond them what's going on in the world now. They cannot reverse what's going on right now. The only person that's going to change this is God. That's bottom line. Like, and, and people need, people need a leader, but they're following the wrong, they, 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 they following man, which is the wrong leader. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because man don't even know how to lead itself. Mm. They can't like these these people that's leading us. The people in the White House they they so be so busy arguing amongst themselves. They ain't got time to tend to us. They they arguing about power. What we need, they, they don't give a damn about what we need because they their focus is on who's going to keep the power. That's all they care about. And in the meantime, all the people suffer. But they keep playing this game. But it's, oh, go down and vote for this one. He got your back. No, he don't. And it ain't that some of these people ain't got your back. When they get vote, it ain't nothing they can do. Because when they get in, you got all these other people over here fighting against what they want to do, and it never gets done. <laughs> so we play this cycle. This cycle goes on and on and on, bro. And people keep voting for this same cycle instead of like, okay, look, I'm going to just wait for God. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, I done seen what y'all can do. Like, I done seen what y'all can do is nothing. Since the beginning, since man has ruled over man, it has been nothing. Period. It ain't nothing they can do. Man, man, you said a mouthful with that one. Exactly. They, nothing they can do. So do you vote? No. Not even locally? No. Don't vote. Don't get involved with politics. Don't. Because there's nothing they can do. It's, it's, it's like, I heard people saying... You know, um, well, it ain't no good candidates, so I'm just picking my poison. So, 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 you mean to tell me like this, 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 this kind of stuff is life changing? Like, it's like that's that's you wouldn't go to purchase a house, and they had two options that you didn't like. You would wait till you found the option that you like. Like, God, God has already given us that option. We just overlook it. The option has been there. These people that pose up here man all they do is lie to us they know they know they cannot help people the way they say they can 
So, so hey, we might as well get in and get we can get out of it while we can. Everybody else is doing it. Yeah, I think uh, on a local level, and I, I, I do vote, but I think especially on local, local, local levels, I think that if you want to see some immediate, immediate change on a local level, uh, you can move the needle. You can really move the needle on, on a local level because local, local politicians, uh, you can walk right up to them when you have an issue and say, hey, I need this done, we won't, won't. And that's not as much red tape to get things done. Yes. And so, like, I mean, and I've I, seen, I've actually seen it done. I've seen the yeah. move many, many times. I've actually been able to make make the phone call and say, hey, uh, I need this one, one, and then the next day it's done. Uh, the same thing with uh, with me giving advice to certain people who need mm-hmm. that needle to move, who need somebody in in that position to make a decision, we can get those decisions made, I mean, almost immediately. Whereas on a national level, uh, you know, these guys are, are pretty much running popularity contests and they're just, they're, they're like the boss, they're like the boss of, of, of the business who comes in and just do a walkthrough. Mm-hmm. He don't yeah. really do any work. Yeah. He'll yeah. say this, that, this cool, what's happening, what we did, how much money we made. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, well, we, well, we just do it like this. We do it like that, and then you know, uh, and then when things go bad, he just shows up as the face to get people inspired or whatever to rally the base or whatever. But other than that, he really does nothing. And mm-hmm. to, to me, I, I personally just believe that presidents' uh, popularity contest it's the, it's it's all about the guy who you can stand to look at and listen to for the next four to eight years. That's real. Because hey. they all, they are, there's an agenda, right? Yeah. And they got to get in line with that agenda. And if they don't, they're going to get their heads knocked off. Mm-hmm. Hey, they ain't none of them as yeah. cold as, as we think they are. Ain't yeah. none of them as powerful as we think they are. Yes, they have some influence. They have major influence. But they're going to get more out of their presidency for them then we are going to get from them being president. They got, that's why every time they, that's why you'll have somebody that's a billionaire who will run for president and put himself under all that scrutiny and have his light shined on his family. And we got to answer people and people talking about him, calling them names, debt threats and all that stuff. Why would somebody who is a billionaire run for a position hmm. that only pays a half a million dollars a exactly. year? Exactly. And they're under all that scrutiny, and they have people attacking them on a daily basis. People mm-hmm. want them dead. That is because they're going in there for the bread. Exactly. They want that money. Exactly. But in the sacrifice that they, they, you know what they're doing it for, right? Like for real, they go in. They going in for the bread, man. Just like you said, it's crazy. Yeah. yeah. No, no, no. And I get what you're saying, like. On a local level, it is good. You know what I'm saying? It's good to have those allies because of what, you know, I have a nonprofit organization called Spread the Love that I'm trying to build a, a Bone Thugs and Harmony Academy, like schools away. Like we teaching like these, these, these youngsters like skills of the industry and just like not only like music industry skills, but life skills, just period. You know what I'm saying? It's just like so. So I've been like shaking hands with a lot of, you know, like councilmen and like the mayors and stuff like that. But the but 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 the thing is, I'm careful not to become too indulged with it. You know, I understand that I have to go through these people and I explain to people, you know what I'm saying? Like I cannot I've been asked several times times to endorse this one or that one and I had to decline, but I was able to still keep the relationship with them because they respectfully, you know what I'm saying, understood the angle I was coming from, you know what I'm saying? So, so far it's worked for me, you know what I'm saying? But I don't plan to like go out and like vote for anybody or like take any sides. I'm going to remain neutral, man, because it's just like I said, like, it's like, um, I understand that like at the end of the day, like, just like I was saying earlier, like God is the only one that could undo everything that man has done. Like, it's just like, that's just what it is. I mean, that's just how it is. And I'd be willing to bet my life on it that it's not going to happen until he steps in. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. 
They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements, along with funding programs like Project Ready, a national urban league program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your Frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Let's talk about Easy, yep. your, your mentor. Easy was one of the pioneers of hip hop. Yeah, great, one of the greatest to ever do what he did in in an executive position. He he created two of the greatest groups of all times. Easy uh, gave us N.W.A. and Bone Thugs and Harmony. Your group. Yes, indeed. You guys sought out Easy specifically to sign to his label. Usually, when somebody's trying to get on, they don't care who exactly. put them on; they just want to yeah. get on. Exactly. But y'all sought out Easy E for why specifically? Why Easy? Man, it was just like you know, because we was into um, man, we was into like the uh, you know, I mean, we 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 was raised off the East Coast hip hop. You know, we was raised off that. You know, what I'm saying um, that's where our love for it came from. But when when Easy and, and Easy and NWA came out on the West Coast, it's like we related to them like more than we did with the East Coast because like we was living that lifestyle. We was out there like hustling. We was like we was attracted to that lifestyle for some reason way more than the East Coast. So that's what we started. You know, like we we we, we became big fans of NWA and. Easy, and we followed everything they did. And um, when they went through the breakup, and you know, Cube left, and then Dr. Dre left, and then Easy was looking like the underdog. We was like, "Yo, we want to go sign with the, we want to go sign with the underdog." You know what I'm saying? Because everybody was like, you know what I'm saying? Everybody was dissing Easy. So we like, "Yo, man, Easy needs somebody on his team." <laughs> so y'all was y'all was trying to get on yeah. as rappers, but at the same time, y'all was down to put in some work for Easy. But, oh yeah, bro. For real, bro. Like, no, like, Easy had to tell us, like, to chill out so many times. Like, yo, y'all, y'all just chill out. I don't, I don't want y'all involved with none of this beef stuff. I'm got a whole different plan for y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, so he really kept us out of that. I mean, you know, it was, it was, it was altercations. It was verbal altercations we had. You know what I'm saying? We ran into this one or that one. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But nothing really, like, nothing really physical really ever jumped off you know what I'm saying I thank God because you know what I'm saying like I mean me and Corrupt we talk about this all the time like how we really would have like tried to take one of you know like each other's head off at that time like if someone would have jumped off you know what I'm saying so it was like glad nothing jumped off like that so blessing for real yeah tell us something about Easy since we had a such a short time with Easy you know, Easy died. I think Easy was what thirty one when he died, or something like that. Yeah, yeah, I think Easy, so. Easy was very young. Damn, and it still tripped me out that he was so young when he died because he was so knowledgeable. He was so so ahead of his time. Definitely. 
And so we don't really have a lot of personal moments yeah. with Easy. Tell us something on a personal level, a personal moment that you had with Easy that would probably like, you know, just uh, maybe surprise people, uh, yeah, or, or just something that would that would uh, you know inspire people, or just something that you think that would be cool for people to know about him. Man, I just man, I just think you know he was just a um, he was just like a real like laid back like quiet dude, quiet to the point of like you know what I'm saying like he like on some sneaky shit like always plotting on the next move. He was a hell of a uh, visionary. He was always thinking about the vision, you know what I'm saying? Like, like people don't even know, like, our first our first album cover, our first EP, like, people on the come up, he shot all those pictures. Like, we used to be in the car with the nigga, and the nigga was like, he, 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 he would pull over and be like, y'all get out the car and go stand over there. We'd be like, what? He'd be like, get out the car and go stand over there. See, we'd be like, okay. And he'd pull out his fucking digital camera and be like, Wow. Nigga had his, like, going up on roofs and shit, jumping. He was like, okay, now y'all run, run like y'all running from the police and jump off the roof. And so we and this motherfucker, like, running the motion, like, <laughs> jumping off the city, like, he had us out there, like, and he shot, like, everything, like, the covers, like, even, even the album cover, the creeping on the come up of us, like, standing there. We, we, we shot, he shot those pictures of us at his video shoot for that song, um, Any Last Words, I think it was. He shot that, uh, those pictures at, at his video shoot and that was the album cover like so he was a real visionary bro like all that like all that stuff that was inside our albums like I tell people like all that all that mysterious crazy shit that we didn't know what the hell it was he had all that shit in the album you know what I'm saying like on the, on the, on the inside of the album cover like so his vision was like crazy and he always told us like when he first like like we knew we we knew he was into us when we first got to Cali, when he when he paid for us to come back to Cali after we met him, and he paid for us to come back to California, and we went to the office, and the girl that was the receptionist who actually hooked it up for us to talk to him, like we 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 went in there and she was like, "Oh shit, we heard y'all supposed to be the shit," you know what I'm saying? So we look at each other like, "Oh shit, easy telling everybody we the shit," you know what I'm saying? Like so we was hyped. So he knew from the jump, like he that's why he told us like, "I don't want y'all in." No drama. Y'all gonna be on a whole different level than anybody in this music shit. You know what I'm saying? Like, so just stay focused on that. Fuck all that street shit now. Fuck all that. Whatever was in the past, just stay focused on this. That shit is the past. But you know, of course, us young, we're like, okay, man, cool, cool. Fuck that. You know what I'm saying? We on, <laughs> we on this dumb shit right now. You know what I'm saying? So, but yeah, man, he 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 was that dude, and by him like dying so fast, like you know, we was we was only with him for like a year, or, or maybe even less than that before he passed away. So it was it was real crazy for us because it was like, okay, we one minute we struggling, next minute we met Easy E, we got the number one single on the radio. Next minute he 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 dead. So it's like, oh shit, this shit came and went like this. We was like, it was it was it was crazy. We didn't know what was. You know, like what was in the plans for us, and like it was just crazy. It was, it was, it was a real crazy moment at that time. Where were you when you found out Easy was dead? <clears throat> Man, I was at, I was in Cleveland because we had just got like our first. Uh, they had gave us like our first. It was advance checks, advancement. We got like 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 almost two hundred thousand. You know what I'm saying? Like, so, you, you know, like, to us, we, see, we ain't never had a dime. So we go to back to the house, like, we balling, like, nigga. You, you got 200000 a piece, so you yeah, yeah, spit it. Yeah, No, no, a piece. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Like, so nice, we go nice back, spirit. you know what I'm saying? Like, we go back and, like, we, like, didn't even understand how much money we had. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I'm at home, and, like, like stuff was just funny because we would be calling easy and, like, like, nobody told us what was going on. Like, they just told us that he was, you know, he wasn't around. Because when they gave us the checks, he didn't even give us the checks. Like, some attorney, Ron Sweeney, he came and he gave us the checks. And they was talking some crazy shit to us, like, trying to manipulate and brainwash. He was like, man, give us a goddamn check. You know what I'm saying? Like, we ain't listen to none of that shit. You know what I'm trying to turn you Where's easy? Yeah, yeah. We like, where's easy at? And we like, they like, um... But they never told us. So then I'm at, I'm at the house with my um, with my with my girl at the time, and like she get a you know she she from L. A. and like she get a call from one of her homegirls in Cleveland. I mean in L. A. and she like yo, the, um, they 
they they saying out here that Easy E got AIDS out here on the news, and 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 they asked me, I was like, I ain't heard shit about it. So the very next day, I turn on MTV News and I see the dude like, you know, like talking about Easy and about him being hospitalized with with full blown AIDS, and I'm like, yo, I'm like. Yo, this is crazy. It was crazy. Like, so my phone could ring and blowing off the hook. Everybody's calling. I'm like, yo, it was crazy. And Wish and Lay, Wish and Lazy, they were still in California at the time. And they they even went to the hospital to see him. And they, they said they barely got in because they wouldn't let nobody in the scene. I guess the family had it on lockdown. They wouldn't let nobody in. And it was just crazy. Mm-hmm. Was there a funeral for Easy? I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a funeral. Did you guys attend? No, I didn't. I didn't go to the funeral. Yeah. I, I think uh, some of the members went to the funeral. Yeah. 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 It was a sad day, man. Yeah. Sad, sad day in hip hop. I know you yeah. said that you were hard headed, basically. Like you, you want to type of people's persons. It don't matter what somebody say. You got to see it for yourself. You got to find out. They tell you something bad. Don't do this. You got to go yeah. find out for yourself. Definitely. Was there ever a moment where Easy pulled you to the side and was like, "Listen, crazy man, look, look you got to do it this way." Or, or, or where he warned you about something, you know, yeah. your, you know, your behavior or whatever, man. He was always telling He would always be like, man, y'all niggas need to calm down. Because, <clears throat> man, we were so hyper and, like, we was like, um, we was just just didn't know what to expect. And, and, you know, like, I mean, we even flipped on him one time about $5,000. We did oh, a who? show on Easy. Yeah. <laughs> about 5000 you know, because, like, we did a show and we knew we were supposed to get paid, but we never got paid. And, like, we was like, yo, we flipped like where's the money and all the reason we flipped because like you know you know the rumor that was going around you know like Easy was like you know saying how he was doing his homies or whatnot. so like that shit that shit was in our head we was like yo fuck that we ain't gonna be played like that you know what I'm saying and we like blew the shit all out of proportion man and the money had had already been like secure for us and like we just didn't understand the whole business shit like so like he just taught us a lot like while he was here man he just told us like you know, like to to just count down. It was to the point to where we'd be walking in the mall with him, and like dudes would be staring, and we be like, what the, "Man, what's these niggas looking at? Like ready to fight these niggas?" And, and easy would be like, "Man, they ain't looking at y'all, nigga. <laughs> they looking at me." But like, oh, oh shit, oh, oh yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. Just crazy <laughs> like that. Like that's how wild we was, and just like, just like, just crazy, bro. For clarity, let's go back to this guy. I think you said he was an attorney guy named Sneedy, Sneedy or something like that. Sneedy? Oh, Ron, Ron Sweeney. Oh, Ron Sweeney. Yeah. Yeah. So he tried to turn y'all against Easy? Not basically turn us against Easy. He came in talking to us like, you know what I'm saying? Talking to us like he was the new person in in play now. You know what I'm saying? Y'all going to be seeing a lot of me. Ruthless Records is going to be doing going in this direction. And be like, nigga, who the fuck is you? We ain't, we ain't talked to you the whole time we've been here. Who the fuck is you? Like, we don't even understand why you the one that's giving us these checks, but we'll take them. You know what I'm right. saying? <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, I took them. Yeah, yeah, I know his phone calls after that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we, we I, mean, I mean, we had to deal with him because we found out that this was, you know, after, you know, his wife took over the company, Tamika, this was her attorney for a while. So, you know, mm-hmm. we ended up having to deal with him for a while, you know what I'm saying, which was really like those whole, whole everything after the, after Easy Pass was, was, was very rocky with the label most of the time. Did y'all have personal conversations with Tamika? Yeah, yeah, we did. But, but you know, I think, um, man, again, by us being young, not understanding the business, we was just, like, very biased. Just, like, who was this bitch? Like, we not about to listen to you. Who the fuck is you? Like, no. Nah, like, we, we, ain't, we ain't feeling what's going on. So it's like that kind of took, took the relationship to where we rebelled. And they was like, okay. Fuck y'all, you know what I'm saying? And it was just like that kind of relationship for a while until we had to come to terms with them and like just make this shit work to move forward. Right. So up until that moment, you really didn't know Tamika. Y'all hadn't met Mm-mm. Tamika before. I mean, we met her before because Easy had took us to his house, you know, like for a barbecue right. and but stuff. Y'all, like, had, yeah, y'all yeah. had any business dealings no, with her? No, 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 no. Right. Let's talk about this show you used to have on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Truth of Talks, right? Yes, sir. Yes, that sir. That was a conspiracy show. 
Yeah. Right? No. It wasn't a conspiracy. So so this is what I tell everybody. I started off going down this road of the conspiracy, like looking into these things and like, you know, like I started talking about them. But as I did further research, man, you know what I'm saying? I started to see like that some of these things has never been proven. Some of these things are just speculation. Some of this stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like, so I backtracked and like changed the 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 concept and the the content of the whole show to where like I'm basing it off like pure facts and things that I know to be true and things that are happening. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to go off speculation and lead nobody down the wrong path. And then you know, like people be looking at me like I'm crazy. So I'm sticking with the facts of what you know what I'm saying of what's going on. Like some of that stuff is like crazy, but like I said, I've never seen no actual facts of some of this stuff. I wouldn't put it past these people to be doing this stuff, but again, I've never seen it. Like, just, just like, I wouldn't put it past that there is a fucking uh, Illuminati, but again, I've never met or seen nobody from the motherfucking Illuminati that I know of, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, <laughs> so I don't know. Like, for real. So why'd you stop the show? Sound like something... No, 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 no. We didn't stop the show. We're in the middle of, like, switching networks. So, so once I'm off of this tour with TLC and we go back to Cali, like we, we're 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 gearing up to like spit out like some more episodes, like definitely. You're and not getting any pushback from YouTube with that type of show, you know? I know they don't like. <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. They red flagged a few of the episodes, like for sure. They 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 red flagged a few of them and like blocks blocked some of the things, like so it was like it was it was crazy. And then I learned at the time, anything you said about Trump, they were like, bleep it out. Ain't that something? Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Anything you said about him, they'd take it and like, red flag you immediately. I'm like, dang, okay. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. So, do you, you have any plans to like get into Hollywood beside, outside of doing the show? You know, like maybe <clears throat> the movies or something like that? You seem like you man, do that movie thing. Yeah, man, you know, I mean, you know, I want to like do do like a little bit of acting but it's like you know what I'm saying it really gotta I'm trying to do it like I'm not trying to be on nobody else's terms you know what I'm I wanna I wanna be more on the production side of things and the directing side cause I write scripts I write like TV shows like all type of stuff you know what I'm saying so it's like I'm trying to do some stuff that I that I can control cause ain't nobody finna have me looking like a buffoon and looking like no idiot or looking like doing some shit I'm not you know what I'm saying just gonna jeopardize my integrity I'm not a I don't, I, I don't care about the fame and stuff all like that. You know what I'm saying? It's like for all the money, for that matter. <clears throat> like so, I'd rather just wait till I can do it like the way I want to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Really? Nice. Any of your kids involved in the entertainment industry? Man, every last one of them. Like, really? Sing and like all the my boys rap. Like they're into it to to some capacity. Like my two younger, like my two youngest are the only ones. Like my 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 fourteen year old wants to be an actress, and my thirteen year old, she's the only one out of all of them that want to play sports. Like you know, what I'm saying the only one out of all of them. So I was like, it's great. Any kids that you have that wants to be a rapper or a singer, but ain't really good. Uh. Oh yeah, and it, no, no, no. I, I I told them that when they wasn't good, and they actually got better. Okay, you know what I'm saying? Like they 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 actually got better because you know what I'm saying? Like, man, it's hard when you have kids, you know. <clears throat> and even though they my kids, and I have a certain taste for music, they have their own identity, and they came up in this generation. You know what I'm saying? So like, this is what they relate to. You know what I'm saying? Like we have to we we have to keep that in mind, like. We can't control everything that they see in here, you know, like they they like this is their own generation. You know, they have to find themselves. They can't they can't sound like me. That's why I never push none of my kids to be in music. None of them. I I let them like come into that on their own. You know what I'm saying? Like so now now that they're doing it, I'm like like just 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 try to be original as you can, you know what I'm saying? And they like which but by them coming up in this genre, you know, like it's, they got to find that balance of being original and sounding like everybody else. I'm trying to get them to understand that sounding different is always the way, no matter what everybody else is doing, make everybody look at you. You know what I'm saying? Like for real, like don't just ride the wave, make your own damn wave, like for real. 
Man, I can't even think of a better note to end this this whole conversation on, man. You man. said, you know, be different. Man, hey, man, y'all did that. Definitely. Y'all did that. Bone, one of the most unique groups, one of the best to ever do it. And, you. you know, you played a significant role in that. And, and we, we're grateful, man. Man, much love, bro. We got it from the best. Y'all, y'all boys, man, we got it from, we learned from the best how y'all did it. Y'all was one of our favorites too. Ghetto Boys NWA all day long, for real, bro. Yeah. No lie. At at some point, you know, the pupil, the student becomes the teacher. Mm. A good student becomes the teacher. Exactly. Hey, man, y'all did that. Yes, indeed. Y'all teachers now, man. They out there watching y'all. They listening from y'all. They learning from y'all. Exactly. Yeah. Yes, indeed. Legacy secured. All day. Ladies and gentlemen, crazy bone. All love. This episode was produced by A-King and brought to you by the Black Effect Podcast Network and and iHeartRadio. Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth-building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! (laughs) And outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T.